This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And at a certain point, we're going to find out if those bad times will be over. For one, Devin King, one of our players. Uh oh, that's right. Welcome to the best show on your radio. As juvenile as we can be, with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. It is Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and Tums on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. 10 minutes away from a little NFL fact or fiction. Starring our producer, Shannon Penn. He'll throw the scenarios at us. We'll let you know what's a fact, what's a fiction, or a combination of both that comes your way in about 10 minutes. Also, Wayne, the Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Who was able to put up or shut up this weekend in the NFL? 888-729-3776. I got to give y'all a little insight of what's going on at my house. So grandma's oh, here boy. at my house. Okay. So hey, grandma. grandma. And I'm like, man, something smells good. So grandma's Ooh. cooking some uh, chicken and rice oh. where she boils the chicken and mm. then cooks the rice inside of the chicken and it's mm. seasoned really good. A little arroz con pollo. What? And some lima beans. Well, they, they still like a little soupy like lima beans, but See, I'm, a little I'm, thick. I'm not, I'm not a lima beans fan, but I might, oh. I might partake anyway. Because See, of sometimes that. she sometimes she does it with cabbage. Oh, I told her I want, I want lima beans there this week. There you go. With some cornbread, boy, yeah. I can't wait to get in there and tear that food up. How my, much did, that's, uh, yeah. that's one of my kids' favorites, uh, okay. favorite meals, too. Right now, what's, how much did you weigh? Uh, 190. You're going to be at least 198 by Right, Man, I, 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 I've lost nine within yeah. the last three or four weeks. I think you're about to gain it back tonight. <laughs> Based on that meal, uh, I've gained and it's, five. And it's not going to hurt my stomach, brother, exactly. dear. Put it this way. I've gained five pounds just hearing about the menu at the Douglas <laughs> household as far as that goes. But the Cleveland Browns, they were able to put up, give them a lot of credit. The last time they took on the Baltimore Ravens, it wasn't close. It was 28-3 to three in the times. It wasn't that close. But they were able to get Dustin Hopkins kicking a 40-yard game-winning field goal as the time went ant. Five games in the NFL decided at the buzzer yesterday in the National Football League, including one game that Harry was at covering on ESPN Radio with Roxy Bernstein involving Seattle versus as they were able to win that ball game versus the Washington Commanders. I thought this guy, Deshaun Watson, really made a reemergence in the National Football League. Uh, we got to take this, especially the second half, the momentum that we, you know, capitalized on, the energy that we had in the second half, and um, take it to tomorrow. Um, when we watch the tape, correct those uh, mistakes that we had, um, you know, very self-inflicted mistakes, put that to bed and get ready for Pittsburgh next week. And uh, we got to continue to just channel all the energy, channel all this, how power that we have right now to, you know, keep pushing forward and try to get better. I thought that was a welcome back moment for Deshaun Watson in the National Football League. As much as he had put himself into regarding off the field, transgressions, allegations, whatever that was, that allowed him to say, deuce to the Houston Texans and the Texans, like, good, we, we need to be rid of this. I thought, yes, it was the first step into Deshaun Watson saying, welcome back to the NFL, and we could start to even see even more the Deshaun Watson that we used to see when he was a member of the Houston Texans. Yeah, I thought he did a good job, especially in that second half, Freddie. The Cleveland Browns, as an offense, as a unit, only had three possessions. But on those three possessions, they scored two touchdowns and a field goal. One of those possessions was 17 plays. The mm-hmm. one that they kicked the game with a field goal on, that was 12 plays. And then the one they scored the other touchdown on, that was six plays. But I thought this offense did a great job of staying on script. Kevin Stefanski did a great job not going astray from what they wanted to do in the plan, even though they got down double digits multiple times in this ball game. Right. And we had Kurt's, uh, Coach Herm Edwards on earlier basically saying how important that is because when you go astray, 
astray from what you want to do as a plan, it leads to players not believing in what you wanted to do originally and saying, basically saying, like, you know, now we got to go rogue. Right. right? He hmm. didn't result to just, hey, let's just pass the football. The run game was a valuable weapon for them, whether it was Kareem Hunt, whether it was Jerome Ford or Deshaun Watson utilizing his legs and his athleticism to extend plays and also pick up first downs when things weren't there. So I just think overall for the Cleveland Browns, for a game to not start as good as they wanted wanted it to, they stayed committed to the process and they never wavered. That defense, when they needed it the most, it came up with a pick six, an interception return for a touchdown, right? So that helped out a lot. So I just think collectively as a as a group, as a team, offense, defense, and special teams, they really showed up yesterday in a major way. You use a great term, collectively as a group, because collectively, collectively as a group, the Baltimore Ravens did it again. And if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm hoping that this pattern stops after yesterday. That you're not going to have a double-digit lead, not once but twice, leading 24 to nine in the third quarter, 31 to 17 in the fourth quarter. You are playing at home. Those people are losing their rabbit behind minds because it's. I love the square of hate that's in the AFC North. Pittsburgh can't stand Cleveland, who can't stand Cincinnati, who can't stand Baltimore, who can't stand Pittsburgh. And all four of those teams play this week. Ravens and Bengals, a massive matchup on Thursday. And then the Browns and Steelers, the Browns are trying to get revenge after losing to Pittsburgh on a Monday night game early this year in which they clearly outplayed, outplayed Pittsburgh but lost that game. If you are the Baltimore Ravens, you have to be really sick and tired if you're the head coach John Harbaugh answering questions about how you were not able to fulfill the job and finish the job after having a double-digit lead twice. You were up 14 in the fourth quarter. What was the difference, do you think, in this game? Well, I mean, you saw the fourth quarter, Jim. You seen the plays that were made. You know, the plays that were made, and we weren't able to finish it. Offensively, the one drive late in the fourth quarter there where we had to punt and then uh, not getting them stopped and the turnover. So that's, that's it. It's the plays that are made in the, in the game. Because this is the team, when it comes to Baltimore, that in terms of talent, since Lamar Jackson has gotten there, this is the most talented team on both sides of the ball that they've ever had since Lamar Jackson has been there. You are way too good to either lose games to the Colts and the Steelers like you did or to let your foot off the accelerator at home like you did. Give Cleveland credit. They're able to take advantage of the Baltimore Ravens and stick to the game plan. You're right, Harry. Down 31-17, they decide not to get in touch with the Arena Football League. They say, hey, what do we do best? We, they can't stop our run. It's a two-score game. We got plenty of time. They're able to find a way to win. But if you're Baltimore, you can't have a double-digit lead twice at home and you lose that game to an opponent like the Cleveland Browns or anybody else. No, not, not in a game of that magnitude versus a divisional opponent. You got to have that win. You already had one loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game in which you should have won, right? Mm -hmm. If guys understood how to catch the football, that would have been a win there. If you knew how to close the game out versus the Cleveland Browns. And we can honestly say right now, if the Baltimore Ravens didn't have the self-inflicted wounds, they could be undefeated right now. They would Mm -hmm. be 10 and 0 and not 7 and 3. But I think that's indicative of how they need to learn how to finish things mm-hmm. because that's a game versus the Colts that they mess it up. That's a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers that they let slip away. That's a game versus the Cleveland Browns in which you were up double digits multiple times and you couldn't close the deal. Right. So I give a lot of credit to also the Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns uh, for for not being shut out and not feeling like they didn't have a chance in any of those ball games and taking advantage of a Baltimore Ravens who couldn't close. From the we know this now, so you department, since the beginning of last season, yesterday's comeback loss to the Cleveland Browns was the seventh time it's happened to the Baltimore Ravens. Tied the Indianapolis Colts for the most in the NFL during that span. 
second largest blown fourth quarter lead in the 16 years that John Harbaugh has been the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. And if you're John Harbaugh, if you're Lamar Jackson, there's no soul searching needed. But that's when everybody should be looking in the mirror saying, okay, three times is enough. We don't want this to be who we are in 2023. Because, you know, plenty of NFL teams that are about to play the Ravens will say, yeah, if they get to a big lead, just hang in there. You'll find a way to make plays. They'll find a way to get it back. And Harry, in my opinion, they have way too much talent as a coaching staff and as a player staff to allow those things to happen. Once you understand, two and three times, mm-mm-mm. If you're the Ravens, you better hope that that is not a pattern that's going to affect you when you really need to not have those things happen to you. Yeah, and they have a game this Thursday night, right, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's a team, if the Baltimore Ravens go up on, that you have to close out Mm -hmm. because we know what Joe Burrow's capable of. You're going to play Justin Herbert in the Chargers, even though I don't think they've been good this season, although they've been winning some games. That's another team. You look at the Rams and you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, this schedule that the Baltimore Ravens have, Mm -hmm. when I look at the Cincinnati Bengals, the Jaguars, the 49ers, Miami, and you finish with Pittsburgh, those three games that you have lost could – you know, be a detriment to where you want to be at the end of the season. Yeah, in the division where nobody's playing below 500 football, the Bengals yeah. who made the AFC Championship in the last couple of years, they're at five and four. Pittsburgh six and three, Cleveland six and three, and Baltimore seven and three. Anything can happen. You give games away, you better hope that does not pay off the other way against you if you are the Baltimore Ravens. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. And Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We bring in the pride of Fayetteville State when it comes to Shannon Penn, HBCU in the building. He has a chance to do a little NFL factor fiction. We get a little flow underneath us. We don't know what Shannon is going to ask us, but we're going to give you fact and fiction no matter what it is. Shannon Penn, the floor is yours. I'm sorry, Elizabeth City State. Wrong HBCU. It's all good. It's all good, CIAA. It's all love. All right, all right. Just want to make sure. It's all love. I don't want people at both of those schools yeah. coming at me saying, how do you not know your producer? Sorry, went? Viking Pride three times. We good. <laughs> he he says it's all good, but he keeps shouting. Exactly. Yeah. Shouting out. yeah. Freddie should have known better. I don't forget about my Norfolk State people as well. Behold, green and gold. There you go. All right, here we go. Well done. Dawson Odom's good coach. Well done. Fact of fiction, NFL. Harry, I will start with you. The San Francisco 49ers are back to being the NFC favorites. Fact or fiction? No, that's fiction. Right now, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the only team in the National Football League with one loss. And even though Philly at times hasn't looked like the best team, they figured out how to win. Yeah. Right? We just got to talking about the Baltimore Ravens and how they've been figuring out how to lose. Mm-hmm. Well, the, Bal- uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're the opposite. They figure out how to win football games when things don't go right all the time. What he said. Let's move on. All right, Freddie, the Houston Texans will win the AFC South. I'm going to say that's fiction. I I know it happened to Jacksonville yesterday, and I know a lot of people are loving the Houston Texans, as you should. Nobody thought this team would win five games in 17 games, much less five games in the first nine games of the 2023 season. I love what I'm seeing from their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, from their head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Right, no one wavered right on our sideline. That's what I love. I love the resolve of our team. You know, everyone believed that we were going to win. Everyone put in the work and made the plays to help us win this game. And But it, it starts with the confidence that you have to have to win these tight games and, and also knowing that I mean, we got guys, you know, CJ, the receivers, Noah stepping up, having a big game. Like, guys stepped up and made big plays. Yeah, and I think they'll continue to have that confidence, but I'm still going to place my faith 
that the Jacksonville Jaguars, who right now is still a better football team, and I trust that Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and that defense, whatever happened yesterday, I don't know what happened versus them in the San Francisco 49ers, they'll figure that out and still win this division. I say that is fiction involving the Texans winning the AFC South. Well, Freddie Coleman, I'm going fact. As a matter of fact, I'm going fact on this one. Ooh, because okay. the Houston Texans are only one game behind the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've already beat them. They have the Arizona Cardinals next. And then after they play Arizona, they have another showdown with Jacksonville. Okay. At that moment, they will become the leader in the division. Wow, look at you. Pause for dramatic effect. And they will win it, too, this year. I'm going to pick them to win it. All right. Prisoner of the moment. I like it. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Harry, sticking in the AFC. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You see how he's trying to throw shade as we get out the door? Okay, prisoner of the moment. Let's move on. (laughs) It was real smooth with it, too, wasn't it? So You know know how I am? I'm like, you ever hear that dog that's barking? You tell the dog to knock it off. The dog goes, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like my son. What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I know it's going to come back to haunt me. I can see it already. <laughs> all right, Harry. All four AFC North teams will reach the playoffs. Fact or fiction? Ooh. I'm going to go with fiction. Um, right now, before last week, I thought it was going to be Pittsburgh that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. That loss that Cincinnati just had was a loss that they couldn't afford at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Now you have the Houston Texans in that spot. Uh, I'm going to say Fiction. I think three teams are going to make it. I don't know who's going to be the one out right now, but one team in that conference, I mean, that division won't make it. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to believe it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers that could be the odd man out, but now I'm not really sure. I know. <laughs> they keep tomlining everybody in the National Football League. They have been outgained in every game this year. They are minus 26 in terms of point differential. And here they are, 6-3, and three, Four two in the conference and undefeated in the division because they beat Cincinnati and Cleveland. I'm with you. It's going to be three teams in that division. I don't know who, but I think that's complete fiction that all four teams in the AFC North will be playoff bound this year. Here's what I'll say about Cincinnati, right? It was one point this year when we Cincinnati had like a three game stretch and we would say we said we would know a lot about Cincinnati moving forward. Right. Okay, I think we're at another point right there with Cincinnati. This next three game stretch of Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville after the Jacksonville game, we would know everything. We, well, I would say after the Pittsburgh game, mm-hmm. we would know everything we need to know about Cincinnati moving forward. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Freddie. Daniel Jones has played his last snap as a New York Giant. Oh, Fact my or Lord. Fiction? I almost fell. I'm falling in. I can't get up. Easy there, Fred Sanford. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen together doing a little NFL fact of fiction with a little help from Shannon Penn, our producer on ESPN Radio. He has not played his last snap as a Giant. He's going to recover from that torn ACL. He'll be the starting quarterback next year. I know Shannon Penn and Devin Kane, our two producers who are Giants fans, I know that is complete poison to your ears. But he's got a guaranteed contract, $80 million this year and next year. There is absolutely no way on Giants' earth that he has played his last snap as a Giant at the turn of his ACL Spe- not too long ago. Special shout-out to Kyle Murray and the boys getting it done. Wow. <laughs> wow. Appreciate you. Wow. Appreciate you. Who, 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 who they beat again? Ha, ha. 
you guys oh. talk about you guys about me getting the last word. In. Wow! Was that Sam Pierce? Was that was that Jets fan Sam that lost to the Raiders last night? That's all of them. See, this is like when somebody messes around and you pick the one dude who laughs. Everybody laughs, but you had to get on me. Wow! Wow! It ain't over. No, it ain't. <laughs> Has Daniel Jones played his last? Well, uh, I'm gonna say no, and only I, I say no because of we know his his money is guaranteed for next year. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean he can't be a backup to whoever they draft. And if the backup has to miss a game, he has to go in and play. So I'm not saying yes. Um, in the I'm not saying no in the regards that mm-hmm. he's gonna be the starter. I'm saying no in the regards that he's gonna be on the roster still with that money he's owed. All right, well, since I just mentioned Kyler Murray, Harry, Kyler Murray will be the Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback week one next season. Fact or fiction? I thought I knew this, uh-huh. but I'm confused after watching Kyler Murray play this weekend. He played awfully well. Wait, who did he I play know. against? <laughs> what did he do? He played Listen, awfully well. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait for Thanksgiving because all you jive turkeys are trying to get me today. <laughs> <laughs> Squawk, squawk, and squawk. It, it, is it bad if I don't pick either one? Yeah, it if is. If I say I don't yes. know? Yeah, it is. Pick one. Okay, I'm going to go fiction. See? Was that so hard? I'm going to go fiction. You're going to go fiction? And I don't even have an explanation right now, but I'm going to go fiction. Yeah, I get it. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I got, my, I got my, head, my hands on yeah, top of my head I, right now because I'm really confused. Yeah, I, I understand why. That's After watching them play this weekend, like I'm really like I'm confused right now well, well, about this decision. Yeah, yeah I understand why. I'm going to ease your confusion as best I can. <laughs> I think he will be the starting quarterback in week one because if Kyler Murray, if based on what I've been able to hear from him and also after last night's game, it seems that Kyler Murray's had a come-to-Jesus moment. He does not be one of those guys where people say, man, you got all that money and you tried to wreck things for your own ill-gotten gains. I wonder how much that Kyler Murray's got next to Kyler Murray to say, you know what, I got a pretty good coaching staff here. They're going to put talent around me, I hope. And if I want out, then I'll ask for out. But you know what? Let me go out there and ball out. And he played really, really well. I controlled really, really well, which I did not see coming from Kyler Murray, helping those Cardinals beat your Falcons on Sunday. Okay, I'm going to change my answer. Fact. There you go. See, was that so bad now? No. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> yeah, you really solidified it on Sunday. He really did. Had, had oh, a great okay. game. Seeing what you he's doing what? that offense. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, what they try to kick you down when you yeah, when you're down. He ain't trying. He, the boots are out from Shannon. <laughs> yes, right, they are. All right, moving on, Freddie. Josh Dobbs will lead the Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs. Fact or fiction? Oh boy. Come on, Freddie. Mm. Come I'm gonna on, say, Freddie. I'm going to say it's a fact because the Eagles will make it. The Cowboys will make it. The Lions will be there. Whoever's winning the NFC South, only one team's getting out of that. San Francisco will be in. Seattle will be in. And the Vikings, 6-4 and four right now. Winners of five in a row, playing extremely well. The defense has gotten better. You look at their schedule. They got the Broncos on Sunday night. Then they got the Bears. They got the Raiders before they end the season. The Bengals, Lions, Packers, and Lions. I could see that team getting four wins possibly. So, yeah, I think that's a fact that Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, will lead the Vikings to the playoffs in 2023. Yeah, I'm going to go fact as well. Um, Joshua Dobbs has been phenomenal, not just with the Minnesota Vikings, but when he was with the Arizona Cardinals. And he's showing that he can be Johnny on the spot. He can be in adverse situations. He's going to be able to, you know, come out of it on on top. So I'm, I'm going fact on that one. 
All right, last one, Harry. Antonio Pierce has proved that the interim tag should be removed from him with the Raiders. Why did I read it like that? Either no way, should it, will Antonio Pierce be the head coach of the Raiders next season? See? Back to fiction. <laughs> Easy when you know <laughs> how. Jeez. Yes. I wrote it. I'm like, wait a minute. What am I saying? Easy when you know how. Jeez, I'm up here reading like Devin's stomach right now. <laughs> bubble, bubble, toilet, right, trouble. So I'm going to go... Fiction for the moment. Okay. Uh, and that's because the Raiders, they played Miami this weekend. Mm-hmm. The two teams that they played, I'm not too, not really high on right now. Yep. But they, they played the Dolphins this weekend. They played yep. the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Let, let mm-hmm. me see the Raiders against one yeah. of these teams, and then I will know my answer. They are going to play teams, to your point. Dolphins, Chiefs, Vikings, Chargers, Chiefs. In the next five weeks, we have offenses that can fight back. Yep. He went up against two offenses. And I'm not trying to minimize Antonio Pierce, what he's been able to do. The one thing he has given that team is that they are a confident football team. And also, he's given them the structure to say, who are we? A team that's going to run the ball, Josh Jacobs, going to protect our quarterback. We're going to get after people on defense. It's easy to do that when you have the New York teams that he played, not named <laughs> Buffalo, in the last couple of weeks. It's easy to do that. So I'm with you. I'm going to say it's fiction for now because we'll find out a lot about the Raiders with the Dolphins, Chiefs, Vikings, Chargers, and Chiefs in the next Freddy, five weeks. You, Freddie said they, they're going to start playing offenses that can fight back. Exactly. Who, who, who they played the last two weeks, Freddie? The, the Jets and the Giants. The Jets and the Giants. <laughs> they, they dealt, they've dealt with with puppies the last couple of weeks. They're going to be doing <laughs> with dogs. That's a D-A-W-G-S. Oh, man. <laughs> Where, you ain't the, never lied. I'm about to say, where's the lie? You ain't never lied there. And believe me, I used to work with Antonio Pierce here doing the NFL and ESPN radio. I'm rooting for him to succeed. <laughs> but on planet Earth, I mean, come on now. They didn't play, they didn't play Zach Wilson and Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope they get to play Taylor Heineken next. <laughs> Did your boy Rizzard even make the chick trip? Hey, listen, guys, my Falcons oh, are right where they want to be. They still have an opportunity to win the division. Hi. Unlike the the Giants. Yes, that is so sad and true at the same time because you're not the only one giving out of first place and, and they're playing <laughs> under 500 football, football in the <laughs> NFC South. God help us all. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and Monday Night Football happening tonight. You got the Buffalo Bills hosting the Denver Broncos. We got two things about that. One, boy, we're going to roast one of our co-workers who's up there covering the game. And number two, the Dolphins are barely ahead of Buffalo. Does that mean they can't be caught by the Bills? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on this Reggae Monday on ESPN Radio's Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, a smart speaker, to play ESPN Radio. Monday Night Football happening tonight involving the Buffalo Bills taking on the Denver Broncos. Real quick, before we get to the Monday Night Preview, brought to you by Progressive Insurance, insurance with motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Marcus Spears, one of our favorite people. ESPN NFL analyst. He's up there part of the Monday night football coverage involving him, Scott Van Pelt, Ryan Clark. Now, from head to toe, he is wrapped up, got a big old overcoat, got his hat on, and he talks about how cold it is until it is in Buffalo tonight. It's 50 degrees. <laughs> and he is acting like it's 50 below in <laughs> Buffalo. Now, I know you're from the south in Georgia. He's a Louisiana, but 50 degrees? Mark, swag you. Come on now. That, that, is, that is not cold at all. Not even close. <laughs> that is not. I, I get 50 degrees, I'm walking outside with some joy shorts and a t-shirt on, Thank boss. you. He is out there like it's about to be the, the <laughs> about the, the, the like they about to have the, the dog race and they have the Iditarod. That's how he's dressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's chilly up here. <laughs> Good Lord. But part of the Monday Night Football preview, they're playing things that we need to find out and that way you can't wait to see. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. I'm going to start the Buffalo Bills first, Harry. They dropped three out of their last five. They're out of the playoff picture as we speak. We know about the defense missing three key starters. Josh Allen at times has looked terrific. Other times he's looked just pedestrian, even for a guy who has elite football talent. So when it comes to Buffalo Bills playing tonight at home in really chilly Buffalo versus the Denver Broncos, what do you know? What do you want to see? What I know about this football team is that they rely heavy on the pass game. Um, what I want to see with this football team is that are they going to be able to stay committed to the run game? Are they going to utilize James Cook, Latavius Murray, Ty Johnson, and company, and also Josh Allen in a way to where they can be consistent rushing the football. Because I think when you get to playoff, not that I think, I know. When you get yeah. to playoff football, if the Buffalo Bills are able to make it to that point, you have to be able to rush the football effectively. You can't just rely on your passing ability. You have to be balanced. And when the defense dares you to run it, you have to be able to run it successfully. So that's what I want to see from this team tonight. And don't sleep on the Denver Broncos. That team has won two games in a row, and they're feeling pretty good right now. Here's what I know about the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what I'm going to see on offense. 
Seriously. I want to be definitive and say, okay, this will be the night that they'll run the football more, give Josh Allen a little bit of a break, but I can't really count on that. That's what I know about the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what I'm going to see from that offense. What I can't wait to see is how can this defense make sure that you don't give the Broncos offense confidence, Mm -hmm. that you do not want Russell Wilson to feel a little bit better about being the quarterback when it comes to this team. They got some guys that are starting to figure it out on the outside, and Corlin Sutton and also Jerry Judy, a wide receiver. I know Jerry Judy had that run-in with Steve Smith Sr. from the NFL Network, but he's played a lot better lately than what we've seen at the beginning of the year. So that's what I know. What about the Buffalo Bills? I don't know what I'm going to see from offense, but on, on the other side, what I can't wait to see, how they can make sure that this Broncos offense does not get confidence. The Broncos no. side, go ahead. Yep. No, I was going to go with the Broncos. Go ahead. Okay, have at it. For sure. Yeah, so so for them, um, I think one of the things that we've seen from them the last two games in which they won, their defense have been able to create turnovers, right, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were able to get a late turnover versus the Green Bay Packers that sealed that victory as well. So defensively, can they force a guy in Josh Allen, who we know at times can turn the football over? Yep. Can they piggyback off of those turnovers if they, they're able to get them and then cash in on them offensively? Offensively for Denver, can they rush the football effectively? Can that offensive line protect? Also, can Russell Wilson make plays downfield, not just the dink and dunk? That's what I want to see tonight when it comes to the Denver Broncos. Here's what I know about the Denver Broncos. That defense – is going to keep getting better. The last three opponents, 19, 17, and 9 points. Two of those games involving the Kansas City Chiefs. They're able to stymie them. So that defense starting to get after the pass a little bit, starting to slow down that running game, starting to play more as a collective unit compared to the first part of the season where it looked like they couldn't stop anything. As Bart Scott, one of our compadres, like like to say back then, couldn't stop a nosebleed when it comes to Denver <laughs> defense. That's what I know, that defense will continue to play better. What I want to see is if Russell Wilson can keep ramping up. At plenty of times during the season, he bore the brunt of what was wrong with Denver. Not just offense, but even defense. It was like, well, the reason they're not winning or the reason Sean Payton can get this going is because that quarterback is holding him back. Haven't heard that chatter lately involving Russell Wilson. If anything, now Sean Payton seems like he, had like, he has like a Russell Wilson fathead on his bedroom wall. How much he likes him now more mm-hmm. as a quarterback. So that's what I can't wait to see. If Russell Wilson can continue to keep looking better and better in this offense and not making big mistakes and making plays when they need him to make plays. I got a question for Harry. I was, I was just thinking about this because if you're the, the, the Broncos, yes, you love having a bye week and they're coming off the bye week now when they play Buffalo tonight, but they're coming off of beating the Chiefs. So if there was any time in which you didn't want a bye week is beating a team like the Chiefs. You want to build on that momentum. But with that said, as a player – did you prefer having an early bye week or a later bye week? Okay. Oh, late bye week. Uh, well, you know what? Let me let me let me rephrase that. Okay. Not an early, not a late, but one right in between. Oh yeah, that would be ideal. But if you mm-hmm. had to pick between the two, which oh, was worse? I will I will go. The worst is the early one. I, I because the late bye week it comes when you're bruised up. Right. You're you're probably tired. Your body needs that rest. And especially if you're having a good season, your coach will probably give you – you'll probably practice one time and he'll give you the rest of the week off. Now, if you're losing, you're probably going to be practicing every day you can practice. But I would rather have that bye week later, especially you know if, you, if you're sore and you need to get some guys back. If anything, you should think the National Football League, it should be very, very easy to make sure the bye weeks 
aren't so early and not so late. There should be a way that you can do that towards in the middle of the season where it can be equitable for everybody. I know they put games on Thursday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday. They're going to have games on Friday, part of Black Friday. When that happens, they have the Thanksgiving involving the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. But you would think the schedule makers could make that very equitable where you're not having a bye too early and not having a bye week too late. Now, one of the things when the schedule comes out, that's one of the first thing players look mm-hmm. at is when is our bye week? Literally, it's the primetime games. It's, okay, what cold games do we have? And when is our bye week? I would also say, like, Thursday nights are kind of viewed as a mini bye, too. Mm -hmm. When you have that Thursday night game, you'll say, okay, now we got some some time off on the weekend. Right. Uh, Depending on if you win or lose, the coach may just give you that Friday off. So you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You come back on that Monday and practice. You have that Tuesday off, and then Wednesday you come back with full steam of game plan on who you're playing. That Monday is a – Get back to the basic type thing. Real quick, the Buffalo Bills, only a game behind the Miami Dolphins. We, every game gets critical now. Once you get yep. close and closer to Thanksgiving afterwards, especially only one game behind when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, AFC East, do you think they can catch them? I think they can, but if you're the Buffalo Bills, you lose tonight, it gets a lot dicier for you to try to make sure you can be AFC East champions for the fourth straight year. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head, though, Freddie. I think they have the ability to, but they this is a must-win for them tonight because they have the Jets. Not saying that the Jets offensively are good, but the Jets already beat them this season. We know what that defense made Josh Allen look like. Right. Then they have Philly. They have Kansas City. They have Dallas back for uh, four games in a row after tonight. So I think tonight is a must-win for Buffalo if they want to win this division for a fourth year in a row. It's chilly up in Buffalo, but the Marcus Spears, it is completely, completely freezing. But it's going to be a hot ticket in Orchard Park Monday Night Football tonight, 8.15 Eastern time on ESPN and ABC. The Buffalo Bills, excuse me, hosting the Denver Broncos. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets as long as you experience it live. And other news will feature, if you live in this state, you're chubby. If you live in this other state, you're slim. Excuse me. We'll get to that next in ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Reggae Monday. I'm Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us in the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio each and every night about this time. We give a little something, something in which it could be something, you know, sports related or something you don't know sports related. But either way, we make sure you're caught up courtesy of. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. And we started off with one of our co-workers getting great news about Dick Vitale, ESPN College Basketball analyst, to be completely honest with you. ESPN College Basketball icon, a man who was in the Basketball Hall of Fame deservedly so for everything he's done, being an ambassador, an analyst for college basketball and for basketball as a whole. Just got the news not too long ago, Harry, that he is cancer-free in remission, which means that with college basketball already one weekend. We can't wait to have Dick Vitale patrolling the sidelines and doing something he loves, and we love to see him do it, being a color analyst for ESPN when it comes to college basketball. Now, this is great news. I am a huge fan of Dick Vitale. I have been since I was a kid. It's nothing like hearing him, you know, being a color analyst during Mm -hmm. a college basketball game. Oh! 
Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look at that diaper dandy, baby. You better guard him as soon as he get off the bus. Are you kidding me? I love the excitement, the passion. You talk about mm-hmm. loving what you do every single time yep. you have an opportunity to do it. Dick Vitale is an inspiration to people in so many different ways. But if people want an inspiration on how you should approach your job every single day, Watch Dick Vitale. No doubt. He loves what he do, does what he loves, and the excitement is always there. Oh, he's a PTP, baby. (laughs) I love it, man. When you think about how college basketball has become that institution on ESPN and the family of networks, he was at the forefront of that. People forget that Dick Vitale was a really good college basketball coach at the University of Detroit in the 70s. Things didn't work out for the Detroit Pistons, and he wound up with somebody said, hey, how about having Dick Vitale in this fledging network called ESPN, maybe do some analysis when it comes to college basketball, and that was in the early 80s. Here we are in 2023, and he's still doing his thing, and everybody wants to see him continue to do his thing. He can still do his thing at more than a quality level. So it's amazing how one door closed back then being an NBA coach and not succeeding in the NBA led to this kind of career that everybody has been able to embrace involving Dickie V, Dick Vitale. That is great news we got earlier today that that cancer has left his body and we hope that it stays away for as long as he's going to be on planet Earth. A complete legend, living legend that is. No doubt about that. And now on the other side of the good, I guess you could say it's good and bad depending on what state you live in. They always have these lists. Uh-oh. Wallet Hub has listed its chubbiest and slimmest states in the nation. This site took a look at obesity and overweight prevalence, health consequences, food and fitness, and cross-referenced them across 31 health metrics. And yes, this list includes Washington, D.C. It also lists comfort foods by state. Who knew that Delaware's comfort food is Scrapple? Ugh, no thank you. <laughs> so we're going to start with the good. These are the 10 least obese states. I'm going to go from number 10 down to number one. At number 10, Vermont. Number nine, Montana. Number eight, Washington. Number seven, Minnesota. Number six, California. Number five, Washington, D.C. I can't believe that's the least obese state. Yeah. Washington, D.C. Apparently, yeah. they didn't go to the restaurants that you and I know. I, I, exactly. One thousand percent. Wait a minute. Hawaii, number four, Massachusetts, number three, Utah, number two, and Colorado is the slimmest state in the country. Did you notice a theme there? It's it's uh-huh. most of those uh-huh. states that uh-huh. own, like, it, you Keep know, going. what's the region I'm trying to name right now? North um, and Upper Midwest. Yes, yes. Midwest Northeast region. Corridor. Yep. Yeah. Upper Midwest. A little bit yep. west of Montana and the state of Washington. But yeah, yep. everything north. Now on the other side. These are the Chabolas, Uh-oh. the most obese states. We're going to start at number 10. Delaware at number 10. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, that's a surprise to me as right. well. The rest will not be surprises. Number 9, South Carolina. Oh, Dirty South. Yeah. Number 8, Texas. Brisket Dirty heaven. South. Yep. Number 7, Alabama. Dirty South. Number 6, Tennessee. Dirty, dirty. Number 5, Arkansas. Woo pig. Dirty South. Number 4, Louisiana. Gumbo. Dirty South. Number 3, Kentucky. <laughs> Friday. Dirty South. <laughs> number two, Mississippi. Dirty South. Number one, West Virginia. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, yeah. You know what surprised me? 
Your state's not there in the top 10, Jordan? Yeah, because I'm physical fit, Freddie. I've been on my abs, ladies and gentlemen. I got the washboard. I got the washboard now. <laughs> yeah, retired Harry has the washboard. I thought for sure with all that cobbler and fried chicken and grits and hog maws. Oh, you know how I eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could credit Keith Lee for that. That's why they weren't eating down yeah, there. Oh, well, <laughs> they said, don't eat down there. Yeah, Google Keith Lee. And by the way, this public service message from Shannon Penn, our producer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, West Virginia, the, the most obese state. West Virginia. Country road, take me home to a place I belong. West Virginia. Uh, Got to go on a diet. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they got other issues in West Virginia. I think obesity is kind of low on the list when it comes to West Virginia. <laughs> they got other things going on. Great state, great people, but they, they have some problems going on <laughs> in that state. There we go. John Dimmer's going to take us home. We got to Amber play. and Ian coming your way next. They'll get you ready for the night that's going to be in the National Football League involved Monday Night Football. West Virginia. For all the mountain mamas out there. And all the mountain papas out there, this has been Freddie and Harry in the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. And as always, country road. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.